You're listening to IUPR Bible Podcast with your host, the Apostle Reuben, teaching the people the Bible, podcasting out of Little Rock, Arkansas. All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. And always, brothers and sisters, here at IUPR, we're we're always hoping and praying for you all that in keeping God's commandments that you will be safe. You know, also you'll be edified through his scriptures. And um we'd like to let you know that it's a lifetime of walking with God, a lifetime of learning his scriptures through chapter and verse. Well, brothers and sisters, in this podcast episode, we're going to be looking at the doctrine of the fallen angels. As you know, brothers and sisters, this doctrine, millions and millions and millions of people are stuck on this doctrine, the fallen angels, the angels that sinned against God and are now banished into an underworld where I would say a prison-like state under in the underworld. Uh, let me say it like that. Let me say it right. Where Satan is the ruler. And where we're going to go into in Genesis 6, as, I, as you see it up on the screen, this is the point where the angels sinned against God. I, and I would say Genesis 6, verses 1 through 3. Now, that's what I'm going to cover. I'm just going to read this, and I'm going to come back here. I'm going to come back here to Genesis toward the end of the podcast. But I I just want to read verses 1 and 2 first to start off this podcast. So let's do it. Genesis chapter 6, verse 1. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Now, the sons of God here, are the angels supposedly this is where their doctrine begins but I want to go to and you know brothers and sisters the reason why I I just every detail of the Bible is important every detail of the Bible is important we've got to look at it because if not we're going to be in these deceptive doctrines for a long, long time. And once we get out of them, our people will be our people are still in them and we try our best to warn them. Today in this podcast episode, we're going to uh, do the best we can to show that that doctrine is false. So we're joining we're joining in with those who are trying to tell people there's no such thing as a fall, as a fallen angel. And you're going to see as we go through the podcast with scripture 
Let's look at this. Luke 3.37. Which was the which was the son of Methuselah, which was the son of Enoch, which was the son of Jared, which was the son of uh Mahalel, which was the son of Canaan, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. So the Bible says that Adam was the son of God. Adam. But I want you to, I want you to notice. I'm going to read to the middle of the verse. It says, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth. The name missing there or would be missing there would be um, Abel. And I'm going to show you as we go back to Genesis, because remember, their doctrine starts in the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verse 1, and goes down through 3. But let's go before that. I want to go to the book of Genesis, chapter 4, and I want to read... verse 25 because I got a lot to cover in this podcast episode the book of Genesis chapter 4 verse 25 and Adam knew his wife again and she bare a son and called his name Seth for God said she has appointed me notice she has appointed me another seed Another seed is another son instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. Verse 26. And to Seth, to him also, there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then men began to call, which is mean pray, upon the name of the Lord. But I want you to go back to, I want you to notice in verse 25. Go back to verse 25 and look at verse 25. Let's go back. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God said she hath appointed me another seed, which is another son, instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. Now, you know, brothers and sisters, when you go down through the generations, you'll know that it starts off with Adam. And I'm not going to do that because it takes a long time, but I'm just going to skim down through the verses and uh, of Genesis 5. Let's go there. What do I want to start? I want to start at Genesis 5 and 6. And Seth lived 105 years and begot Enos. And Seth lived after he begot Enos 807 years, and he begot sons and daughters. So I just want you to take a look at that. Now, a lot of people would say that those sons and daughters would be some of the daughters that were in Genesis 6, but it's too much to go into, brothers and sisters. When you're talking about Genesis, you have hours and hours of dialogue to teach. You have to go and grab bits and pieces from Genesis because when you understand the parable 
of Genesis. You understand the Bible, basically. But the point, brothers and sisters, is, let me see what I'm looking for in this, because I really don't want to go into this too much. Let's see. I want to go to the, let's see. The book of Genesis 5, 29. And he called his name Noah, saying, The same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands, because the ground because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. So out of this seed line became Noah, who, as we know, let's look at this seed line. As we know, when we start in Genesis 6, verse 9, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Just like Enoch, Enoch walked with God before, it's saying that Noah walked with God. So out of this generation of men, out of this generation of men, Noah, of the men, Noah was set to turn out as a just man, Genesis 6 and 9, perfect and walk with God. I've proven in podcasts before that to be just Ezekiel 18 verse 5 Ezekiel 18 verse 9 was law to be perfect was to be perfect in heart 1 Kings 8 61 1 John 2 and 5 in order us to, we could be our love is perfected by keeping the commandments and to walk with God is 2 John verse 6 for the love of God is that we walk in his commandments. And these are just a few scriptures, brothers and sisters, that line right up with Genesis 6 and 9. Now, you you have a lot of um, confusion out here concerning that because at one time they'll say sin, but at another time you have pastors saying, well, the law did not exist before Moses. Which I'm going to do another podcast on, by the way, to show that every law of the Ten Commandments existed before Moses. I And I can prove it with Scripture, like I'm about to do with this doctrine, the fallen angel. But I just wanted to go through the generations real quick. Uh, 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 to, uh, I just want to go get to Noah, excuse me, get to Noah to show the difference between Noah and everyone else on earth. Let's look at verse 11. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence, sin, transgression of the law. Watch this. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Now, let's look at this real quick. What does it mean to corrupt? I'm just going to show you an example of corrupt. What does it mean when you're corrupt? Let's get the book of Nehemiah. Chapter 1, verse 7. It says, We have dealt very corruptly against thee, 
and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. To be corrupt was to be corrupt against the law. Now, if you want to say this could be the same thing as mentioned in Genesis chapter 6, then you could say that. Going back to Genesis 6, verse 11, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. But we know that according to Genesis 6, verse 9, that Noah was not into any violence. He was a just, perfect, and he walked with God. I just want you to see that. Because when we come back to Genesis 6, by the end of the podcast, it's going to be important. Now, what I want to do, brothers and sisters, right now is I want to go to 1 Samuel. Because this is all about, this is all about spirits in um, prison that have fallen for sin. And my and, and you know, brothers and sisters, and I and I hate to keep elaborating on it, but the Bible is the ultimate way to check a doctrine. You know, you don't do it through a man; you do it yourself. You read the Bible, and it takes time to you know kind of figure things out, for lack of a better word to see if these doctrines that they're teaching hold any water or uh, are of, of any truth. So what I want to do is I want to go to the book of 1 Kings 22. I want to set the scene for this. I want to set the scene. Verse 22 May, may, excuse me, First Kings 22, verse 19. It says this, And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. This is talking about the prophet Micaiah. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. All the host of heaven standing on his right hand and on his left. All the host of heaven standing on his right hand and on his left. Watch this. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he might go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said on this manner, and another said on this manner. These are angels. The Bible says that there was a host of angels on his right and his left not underground in the pit with fire and uh, with, with some evil looking red demon with a pitchfork the Bible says let's go back up verse 19 and he said hear thou therefore the word of the Lord and I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven which are the angels standing by him on his right hand and on his left Watch what, he, watch what he says. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab 
that he might go up and fall at Ramoth-Gilead. And one said on this manner, and another said on this manner. Watch this. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. I will persuade him. I want to do this real quick. I want to do this real quick. I want to go to Psalms 104 verse 4. Who maketh his angels spirits, his ministers of flaming fire. Now see, the reason why I want that scripture is because we just saw, we're going back to it. 1 Kings 22, 21. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him, and prevail also. Go forth, and do so. Now, wait a minute. now. So here comes a certain angel that says, I'm going to go down and be a lying spirit in the prophets of Ahab. I'm going to go down and be a lying spirit in the prophets of Ahab. Watch verse 23. It says, Now therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets, and the Lord has spoken evil concerning thee. Wait a minute now, brothers and sisters. You... just witnessed God consent to evil and told the angel that he would prevail to go down and get into the spirits of Ahab get down into the minds of the prophets of Ahab to convince him to go to Ramoth Gilead well later on you know he died he was hit by a pre adventure arrow this was a very important thing watch this this is why Malachi Micaiah excuse me Micaiah says this and Micaiah said behold thou shalt see in that day when thou go into an inner chamber to hide thyself why because the king died and he was going to be one of the prophets that had to answer for that but what I want y'all to notice, though, what I want y'all to notice in verse 21, and there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. Here is an angel that's up there with God. God didn't have to reach down in a pit to get him. He didn't have to appear in a pit in front of Satan in front of a so-called throne and say, give me one of your evil angels so I can come back up there and do my will. No, the angels, the spirits that committed evil was up there with him already. He sent him down 
Let's look at let's look at some more. I want to show you First Samuel chapter sixteen. I just we're going over these scriptures because it's going to come back around, brothers and sisters. First Samuel sixteen verse fourteen. Watch this. It says, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord, not from the devil, an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servants said unto him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. They saw the Spirit come upon the king. Watch verse 16. Let our Lord now command thy servants, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is a cunning player on an harp. And it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God, it keeps on repeating it, is upon thee, he shall play with his hands, and thou shalt be well. Let's drop down to verse 23, because this, this is where David comes in. I don't, I'm not going to have time to get into all that, but I just want, I want you to see the features. We're taking meat off the bone, one little verse at a time. At a time. It says this, 1 Samuel 16, verse 23. It came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took the harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm just... I'm just, I want you to listen very carefully at what I'm about to say. What I intend to do in this podcast episode is to prove through the scriptures that there was not one time when the angels went against God and his sovereignty. Which means there is no fallen angel. Just to be careful. I'm not I'm not gonna make it suspenseful through the whole thing. That is my intention to show you. We got that's why they never use they and we're gonna go over all the scriptures that they use, which the few they got, which I went over uh in detail in my podcast episode whether spirits in prison, angels, or men. I'm just going back into the fallen angel part. I really should have done this podcast before I've done that one. Let's move on. First Samuel, because we're about the scriptures here. First Samuel 18 and 10. And it came to pass on the morrow that an evil spirit from God came upon Saul. And he prophesied in the midst of the house. And David played with his hands as at other times 
and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. Watch this. And Saul cast the javelin, for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. See, the Lord sent the Spirit. Now, I'm going to show you why. Let's, let's go ahead and read verse 12. And Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him and departed from Saul. Now, when did he depart from Saul? When did he depart from Saul? Let's go back to the book. I'm just going to run back here real quick to 1 Samuel 15. 1 Samuel 15, verse 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? As in obeying the voice of the Lord, so Samuel was like, look, man, hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord and the voice of the Lord of the Ten Commandments? Those are the commandments. The voice of the Lord are his commandments. All you got to do is go back to Deuteronomy 13, verse 18. It will show you that the voice of the Lord is his commandments. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. See, the sacrifice and the word can be two different things, two different covenants. All the podcast episode is coming up, brothers and sisters. The two covenants from front to the back of the book. The Bible, I should say. He has also rejected thee from being king. This is when God started being against Saul. And you know, of course, in the, the, the next chapter, 16, we went over in verse 14 and 23, that the evil spirits began to come upon Saul. Let's get another one. First Samuel 19, verse 9. And an evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul as he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand, and David played with his hand. Watch this. And Saul sought to smite David, even to the wall with the javelin. But he slipped away out of Saul's presence, and he smote the javelin into the wall. And David fled and escaped that night. Watch this. Watch what this spirit does. Saul also sent messengers unto David's house to watch him. And to slay him in the morning, and they and 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 uh, Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, "If thou, if thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain." So Michal, or Michal, David's wife, 
show him that Saul seeks to slay thee. David had to run for his life. My point is, my point is, The Bible says that God sent spirits, evil spirits, into Saul. Four times. Four times. Where did these spirits come from? They were right beside the throne of the Lord. Let's look at it again. I'm, I'm going to show you, brothers and sisters, we, got, we have to understand. I'm having problems brothers and sisters with my um, computer here. Forgive me. Get the scriptures on the screen. I couldn't see the scriptures actually. Let's see where they first Kings. Let's go back to first Kings 22. See where they were again. And he said hear thou the Therefore the word of the Lord, and I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. So evil spirits came from God into a man, and he began to hate David. The point is, want you to take a look at the fact that the evil spirits came from God. It's not like the evil spirits done what they wanted to. They're by the, they're by the Lord on the throne. They didn't do what they wanted to. They did as they were commanded. As they were commanded to do. Watch this. Let's get one more of these in the book of Judges, chapter 9, verse 23. Then God sent an evil angel between Abimelech and the men of Shechem. And the men of Shechem dealt treacher treacherously with Abimelech. See, again, God sends a spirit, an evil spirit. Now, I'm showing you evil spirits evil evil are law let's let's go back let's go back what does it mean again because some people don't realize what does it mean to be watch this proverbs chapter 13 verse 21 evil pursueth sinners ah Evil is always on the backs of those who break the law. Evil will always be behind those that break the law. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. Watch this. Let's go and focus. I just want to do this one more. This is the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 6. In the transgression of an evil man, there is a snare, but the righteous does sing 
and rejoice. The transgression of an evil man. Again, evil will always be with those who transgress the law. So if God is sending evil spirits, wouldn't that mean that God would be sending these spirits or these fallen spirits, as they would call them, or these transgressing spirits, as they would call them, down to the people? Well, but wait a minute. Let's go here. Let's go here. Watch this, brothers and sisters. The book of Job, chapter 4, verse 18 says, Behold, he put no trust in his servants, and his angels he charged with folly. Now, let's, let's go into, because this is what they, they use this verse. And I can't understand why they use this verse. This is not a verse that talks about angels doing their own will against God to cause war. This is God commanding folly unto his angels. Let's take a look at one of them. Let's take a look at some of the folly that he caused his angels to do. Now, let's, see. let's go to 2 Samuel 24. Watch this. It says, now I'm, I'm not going to read it all. I'm just, I'm going to read uh, a few verses here that I'm going to go to the, the point. And again, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And he moved David against them to say, go number Israel and Judah. But this is, this is what we're going to start off with here. He wants, he's, he's angry with Israel and David is their king. He used the power against them. Let's see what, let's go to verse two. For the king said to Joab, the captain of the host, which was with him, go now through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, and number ye the people, that I might know the number of the people. And Joab said unto the king, Now the Lord thy God add unto thee, uh, add unto the people. How many soever they be? A hundredfold? And that the eyes of my lord the king may see it? But why doth my lord the king delight in this thing? Now watch this. Now he moved. God's anger at Israel. He moves David to do something that David knows God doesn't want done. All right. Verse 4. Just read it. Notwithstanding, the king's word prevailed against Joab and against the captains of the host. And Joab and the captains 
of the host went out from the presence of the king to number the people of Israel. Now let's go to what's going to happen here. Let's run down in this same verse. Now there was a prophet, a seer, a prophet and a seer that went to David. Once David, you know, and, and, and um, once David counted, his heart smote him in verse 10. And David's heart smote him well, smote, smote him after that he had numbered the people. And David said unto the Lord, I have sinned, because it was a sin to count the people, but God moved a spirit into David to do it because he was angry with Israel. I have sinned greatly in that I have in that I have done and now I beseech thee O Lord take away the iniquity of thy servant for I have done very foolishly foolishly again a fool is one that doesn't keep the commandments or will not keep the commandments verse 11 for when David was up in the morning the word of the Lord came unto him unto the prophet Gad, David's seer. Now, here's Gad the seer. The word of the Lord in the morning came unto the prophet Gad, David's seer. Watch what he says. Go and say, it says, Go and say unto David, Thus saith the Lord, I offer thee three things. Choose one of them that I may do it unto thee. What happened? Verse 13, So Gad came to David and told him and said unto him, Shall seven years of famine come unto thee in thy land? Or wilt thou flee three months before thine enemies while they pursueth thee? Or that there be three days pestilence in the land? Now advise and see what answer I shall return to him that sent me. So here you see a famine, seven years. David could either be pursued by his enemies. God's going to stir up the enemies. Like he did in uh Judges 9.23 against two nations or three days pestilence. Let's move on down to what happened. Verse 15. So the Lord sent a pestilence upon Israel from the morning even to the time appointed. Three days. And there died of the people from Dan even to Persheba 70,000 men. So in a three day plague Seventy thousand men died. Verse sixteen, and when the angel stretched out his hands upon Jerusalem to destroy it, folly. This is what Job four eighteen was talking about. Folly. Watch this. And when the angel stretched out his hand upon Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord repented him of the evil 
and said to the angel that destroyed the people, It is enough. Stay now thine hand. And the angel of the Lord was by the threshing place. And Aruna, the Jebusite. So Aruna, the Jebusite, the angel stopped right there at the command of God, stopped slaying the people. At the command of God, there's, there's not been yet an angel that has resisted the command of God. You have not seen it yet. Even the evil ones, that's by his throne, he commands. When it, it when it says the Lord repented him of the evil, who you think carried that evil to the people? An angel. A devil. An evil angel is a devil. Watch this. Let's get the book of Job. Job chapter 12. Now let's look at this. Job 12 verse 16. We're talking about God. It says, With him is strength and wisdom. The deceived and the deceiver are his. Who is his? His. The deceived and the deceiver are his. The deceived and the deceiver are the Lord's. Watch this. Let's take a look at some more. I just want to mention this. The Bible is saying that the deceiver, which is the devil, and those he deceives are his together. They belong to God. Watch, let's, let's get some more. what happens. And this, this is what I want you to see, brothers and sisters. It's going to be a confirmation of it later on in the podcast. But watch this. 2 Kings 19, 2 Kings 19, verse 33. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come up into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. Watch this. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians an hundred fourscore and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. All dead corpses. No angel, brothers and sisters, an angel of the Lord now comes and he smites a hundred and eighty-five thousand Assyrians in one night. Watch this. 
whole camp of war. And these men were alive now. They had breath in them now. They existed. But that night, God took the hand of an angel and destroyed 185,000 Assyrians. This is the folly Job 4.18 is talking about. But they'll have you thinking that, oh, well, the folly he was talking about was at the beginning in Genesis 6 and verses 1 through 3. These sons of God are automatically angels. When we, again, just to give you a brief pushback, that Seth was the seed appointed unto God. Seed, son, in Genesis 4.25. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's get the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 78 Psalms chapter 78 verse 49 he cast upon them the fierceness of his anger was this talking about it's talking about the Lord the Lord's anger Wrath and indignation and trouble. So, wrath and indignation and trouble by sending evil angels among them. By sending evil angels among them. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to go back to try to read. We know it's Israel, but again. Over and over and over, the Lord has control of evil angels along with good angels. I'm showing you this. This is what the Bible says. This is what those that teach Enoch, they don't come out of this book right here. Watch David, Psalms 35, verse 4. Let them, now who is the them? I want to make this fair, let them. Psalms 35, verse 1, a psalm of David. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Who are the strivers? Watch this. I want to show you who a a person who strives is. It's one verse. Proverbs 17, verse 19. Proverbs 17, verse 19. says this. He loveth transgression 
that loveth strife. And he that exalteth his gate seeketh destruction. Anyone that strives with you without wanting to learn this book or in any other situation, the Bible says he loves transgression. That's why he loves to strife with you. That's why he loves to argue and fight. That's what strife is, because he is into transgression. Let's go back to Psalms 35 and 4. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be as shaft before the wind and let an angel of the Lord chase them. Wow, that's so long. Let their way be dark and slippery, and let an angel of the Lord persecute them. Wait a minute now. See, this is a pattern. This is a pattern. All you see is the angels doing the bidding of God. Where's the war? Where's the war? If it's a war between God and Satan, I don't see no war. Watch this. Let's go to, let's go back to Job. Let's go back to Job. I want to show you guys something. Job 1. Now watch this. I'm going to go to Job 1. verse 6. Now, here it is. It says this, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. So, so far, brothers and sisters, so far, we, we see this same scene in First Kings twenty-two nineteen, Angels around the throne of God. Now we're seeing it again. So this is what they say. They came before. Uh, it says this, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Watch this. Look at this. And the Lord said unto Satan, this is, this is supposed to be his um, enemy. War. Watch this. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, from walking up and down in it. Now, stop. I want you guys to stop right there, and I want to show you another verse. Watch this. Because I want you all to see everything. Watch this. Second Chronicles 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Satan was walking up and down in the earth. The eyes. To show himself strong. 
wait a minute before I go before I go any further these eyes of the Lord are what there is angels they're the eyes I'm gonna prove that after I read the verse for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him first Kings 861 those that keep the commandments to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him we're going back to Job because Job had a perfect heart herein thou hast done foolishly therefore from thenceforth thou shalt have wars now this is to one I think this is uh, to King Asa I'm not sure I'm not sure who is to but I know I just wanted to show you that the eyes of the Lord are his angels so when we go back to Job go back to Job walking to and forth from the earth and he's got both he's got the good angels and the evil angels but I'm focusing on the evil angels more because I've got to show you that God has control over all angels there is no war Job 1 we're going to go back to verse 7 and the Lord said unto Satan whence comest thou then Satan answered the Lord and said from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it same thing it says in 2 Chronicles 16 and 9. But watch this. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? There is none like him in the earth. A perfect. He's 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 on he he stand his eyes stand on the behalf. Second Chronicles 16 and 9 of those that are with a perfect heart. A perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Watch this though. So Job is a commandment keeper. Job is a commandment keeper. But watch Satan. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for not? Watch verse 10. Has not thou made a hedge about him? Because he stands in the though he stands in strength of those that keep his commandments. Second Chronicles 16 and 9. It's confirming that. And about his house and about all that he hath on every side. Thou hast blessed his work, the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But watch, look at this, look. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. Notice Satan didn't say he could just go and torment Job. Satan just couldn't enter into this. You know, wait a minute now. We've seen this pattern. We've saw, we've seen the pattern. But watch this. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went from the presence of the Lord. Now, 
God, God gives Satan an order. All he has is in thy power. Satan didn't just go down there and torment Job on his own. God gave Satan the okay to do so. Like he gave the angel and second, well, king, let's, let's go back. Let's go back because we're going to come back to Job. Get, let's get this understanding. Let's get this understanding. He told Satan to go out from the presence. Now let's look at this. Let's look at this. First Kings 22, verse 22. Now he told Satan, now remember, and the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him, and prevail also. Go forth and do so. He's telling these spirits, evil spirits, what to do. Let's go back to Job. Watch this. You're going to see something similar. Let's go back. Watch this. We're going to go down to, we're going back to the book of Job. Chapter 1, verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Now, let's look at this. What happens when they... Um, now, remember in uh, Judges 9.23, Abimelech, when God sent an evil spirit, Abimelech and the people of Shechem became enemies. So it wasn't like the Lord just sent the spirit and the spirit just magic like they do these movies. No, came upon or in men and the men done these things now there was I'm not saying that that's the only time but God usually uses like in the book of Second uh, Samuel 24 he used a plague to kill the children of Israel now when Satan here in Job 1 and 12 when God tells Satan to go out from his presence and that he had the power in his hand let's look at what happened verse 13 and there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house and there came a messenger unto Job and said thy oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them Watch this. And the Sabians, which was a group of Africans, fell upon them and took them away. Yea, all have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. So they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. So Satan, watch this. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God 
is fallen from heaven. Wait a minute. With Satan's power, when Satan gave, when, when God gave Satan the power to do what Satan needed to do, watch this, verse 16. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and has burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. So wow, fire is used. So God uses plagues. He uses other men. He uses fire. Watch this. I just want this one more verse. While he was yet speaking, there came a, came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servant with the edge of the sword. So he slain the, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. So God brought Sabians, he brought fire from heaven, and he brought another band of uh, Africans, which were the Chaldeans, up in the land. This is all from the power of Satan. But 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 now I want you to see this. When we go back up to verse twelve. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Satan took an order from God, just like you've been seeing the whole time. Where's the war? Where's the war? It looks like these evil and good angels are doing the will of God. Let's let's go to chapter 2. Let me get this. Chapter 2, verse 1. Again, again is another time. Now, this happened to Job this one time. Now, again, see, it's not just one time. It happened again. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, whence, it says, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect an upright man, one that feareth God and eschews evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me. You, Satan, you movest me against him to destroy him without cause. That means without sin. Job has not sinned. Perfect and upright, one that feareth God. What? Again, we're coming back to Job 2 and 3. We're coming back to Job 2, verse 3. Let's 
forget one that feareth God one that feareth God Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13 let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man to fear God means to keep there's no other way to fear God but to keep his commandments no other way Psalms 112 verse 1 Psalms 112 verse 1 praise ye the Lord blessed is the man that feareth the Lord that delighteth greatly in his commandments Job kept the commandments now what God is doing is God is showing us let's get back to the book of Job 2 real quick Job 2 verse 3 again and the Lord said unto Satan hast thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and sheweth evil, and still he holdeth his in fast his integrity, can't give him a sin, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. Here's Satan now. Watch this. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath he will give, uh, hath will he give for his life watch this verse 5 but put forth thine hand now again Satan is telling them you send me back to him again send me back to him again and touch his bone and his flesh and he will curse he will sin Let's look at what this curse. He will curse thee until thy face. What does it mean to curse God? Let's go back to chapter 1. Watch this. Job chapter 1 verse 5. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. So to curse God is to sin against that's why Satan said, but put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will curse thee to thy face. Now we know when we drop down to verse, again, but before we do that, watch this. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with Sores, sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. Watch this. I want to drop down to verse 9. 
It says this, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God, sin against God, and die. This is this is what this is what this is what um Job's wife said. It's not the point of the lesson, but what I want to show you is again Satan is moved to do what the Lord told him to do. Stay tuned, brothers and sisters. After the break, we're going to come back and finish this off. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Before the break, we were in the book of Job, but I want to, I, I proved my point in the book of Job. That throughout the Bible, there is no such thing as a drawback from the angels. So if that's the case, where's the war? What, we're going to the scriptures that they'll use. Let's read this. The book of Acts, chapter 12, verse 21. And upon a set 
day Herod arrayed in royal apparel, set upon his throne, and made an oration or oration unto the people. Watch this. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God and not of a man. Verse 23. And immediately an angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. See, smote him with what? He was eaten of worms. God took a God took a ruler of the Romans and just sent the angel of the Lord upon him and his body decayed and he died and he was eaten of worms. This is how it is, brothers and sisters. No resistance. Watch this. I'm going to even show you something in Mark. Watch, watch Mark. Let's go into Mark. I want to show you guys something. The book of Mark. Chapter 5, verse 5. And always, night and day, this is talking about this man. This is the story of Legion. He was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw the Christ, the Messiah, afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said what have I to do with thee Messiah thou son of the most high God I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not wait a minute what what is this what is this talking about that thou torment me not now he's not this 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 torment was not going to go to those spirits. The torment was going to go to the man that had the spirits. But watch this. Verse 8. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he asked, and he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many and he besought him much that he would not send them away to send them away out of the country now out of the now remember out of the country out of the country watch this now therefore what now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils, the evil spirits, besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. Watch this. Watch this. And forthwith Jesus, the Messiah, gave them leave. And the unclean, which is the unlawful spirits went out and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea they were about two thousand and were choked in the sea they drowned well, now Christ 
gave them leave out of this man. Controlled. Controlled. Christ gave them leave. This is the same. It matches what is spoken of in the first testament. Angels. Angels. At the command of Christ departed from the man like angels at the command of the father went into men and departed out of men. Says the same thing. There's no war here. There's no fallen. Which ones, which with all this information, which ones have fallen? You got good and evil angels. I'm focusing on the evil. Evil angels that are doing the will of God, even into the New Testament, they're doing the will of God. We just read it in Acts 12, 22 and 23. We're reading it here. At his command, they move. This is why James said, the brother of Christ, watch this. Watch this. James 2, verse 19. Thou believest that there is one God thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. There's no war for, I mean, you know, fallen angels and when one point Genesis 6 and 3 goes back, sons of God, all of a sudden but you have not seen in all this testimony an angel not tremble or do the even satan himself was given leave to go to job twice oh yeah but remember remember uh revelation let's go here revelation 12 because this is where they go i mean they go all over the place not and i'm going to show you it, it says this and there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels. So they say, see, it was a war. Watch, what, see? And prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Now, it's three heavens. See, brothers and sisters, it's levels. The Bible is levels. Because now they can use verse 7 and say, see, there was a war in heaven. But who is this dragon? Who is the dragon? Let's let's look at this dragon. That's, that's the only verse I want to show you. The dragon. Well, see, the Bible always confirms what it says. It gives you some understanding. Let's go to Ezekiel 29, verse 3.
I'll say two. Ezekiel 29, verse 2. Son of man, set thy face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him and against all Egypt. Now, is this the Egypt of back then, or is this a prophecy of another Egypt? Watch this. It says, Speak and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, the great dragon. Pharaoh was called the dragon. His power and his system were called the dragon. And what? That lieth in the midst of his rivers. That lieth in the midst of his rivers. Which hath said, My river is mine own, and I have made it for myself. I just wanted you to see, brothers and sisters, when you see dragon, you're talking about in Revelation, when you, when, when you talk about in Revelation, when you read in Revelation, now you're going deep. But when you talk about Revelation 12, Revelation 12, verse 7, there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Wait a minute. And the dragon fought against his angels. What dragon did see? The trick of the Christian church, the, tr the trick is, is that man, no, let, let, let me save that. Let me save that. Let's, let's look at this real quick. I got something better. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not all about just talking about people. I'm about showing you. Let's see. Then I'll say, I'll make my comment. 1 John 3, verse 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil. A person can be the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. See, a lot of people don't know this devil had, and I'm not going to go too far into it, but this devil had a life that ended wasn't no spirit back then and you're going to see brothers and sisters as we go over in the future the scene of the garden well, you're going to see that's what the podcast episode is going to be called the scene of the garden you're going to see that what preachers have been teaching for the longest has been nothing but rhetoric and trash he that committed sin is of the devil for the devil sinneth from the beginning for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of those that sin and do not keep the law of God. Verse 10. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whoso doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Do you think your pastor, who's your brother, loves you when he gets up there and keep all these scriptures from you or people that come across YouTube and Facebook with all these different types of doctrines unprovable doctrine like God losing power over the evil angels he didn't lose power over the angels at all. The sons of God 
that were in Genesis 6 were the actual line of Adam through Seth on down to Enos to Canaan to Mahalalel to Jared to Enoch come on Lamech, Methuselah, Noah that line were also biblically proven to be the sons of God also because brothers and sisters again there is there and I'm and I'm just going to end it here I'm, just, I'm I was going to keep going farther because I do understand that they talk about the spirits in prison in 1 Peter 3:19 that has nothing to do with angels because you saw angels that were evil and 1 Kings 22, 19 down and by the throne. And also 2 Peter 2 and 4, the spirits in prison. Well, again, you see all these angels doing evil in the sight of the Lord because they were ordered to do this evil because the Lord must recompense evil with evil. That's what people don't understand. They think that that God is gone. They think that that God is not here anymore. That is a lie. That's a lie, brothers and sisters. That is a lie. Watch this. Watch this. Isaiah 45, verse 7. I form the light. I create darkness, which is sin. The light is the law. The doctrine is sin. I make peace. I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. The angels have no power to go up against the Lord. There is no fallen... There is, the Bible does not agree that little doctrine they're trying to pass every time you see multiple scriptures the Lord is doing the ordering even unto Satan there's no proof of when in the book the war happened that's why they I'll say it like this they took Genesis 6 and 3 and made the fallen angels doctrine but it but it wasn't. They can't. The you know they they cannot even read, brothers and sisters. I'm just I'm just going to show you. We're going back to Genesis, and I'm going to show you something. Genesis, chapter six, verse two, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and took, and they took them wives of all which they chose watch this here's the key and the Lord said my spirit shall not always strive which is fight because of their transgression my spirit will not always strive now remember we went to Proverbs 17 verse 19 he that look let's go back to Proverbs 17 19 watch this show you guys something why was God striving 
Proverbs chapter 19. Proverbs 19, excuse me, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 19. He that loveth transgression loveth strife. So a man that is a transgressor loveth strife. Genesis 6, verse 3, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for he is also flesh. Yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. The sin came by man, and the strife is with man. The Lord has never had any problems with angels. Never. So you can't use First Peter three nineteen and Second Peter two and four without proving through the entire book, like we have, with Scripture, that there were many, many, many instances where God sent these angels. Now, I know somebody somebody may say Mark five, and you know when we when we were in the book of Mark, they will say, well, how can God send? Well, where did those uh, spirits come from? They may, they may still still have a question. Let's look at this. Let's look at this Deuteronomy 28. Now, we would say this. Watch this. Deuteronomy 28, verse 28. And the Lord shall smite thee with madness, the legion, the man in Mark 5, and blindness in the mind, and astonishment of heart. Who smote that man with all those demons, legion? He did for sin. See, it's a bigger picture to this, folks. It's a bigger picture to this. There is a bigger picture to this. The fallen angel's doctrine does not have the support of the Bible. That is why it was left out of the Bible. All praises to the Most High Brothers and Sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben, and I will see you guys next week. This is IUPR Bible Podcast with your host, the Apostle Reuben. You can watch us on YouTube and Spotify, and if you're listening on Anchor.fm, we hope you will join us next week for another podcast episode. 